some of the Zoom sessions, especially early in the pandemic, were so incredibly powerful and emotional. Just hearing some of those stories and be able to hold that, I really think that was truly therapeutic. There's actually all this humor under the surface and love for music and enjoyment of being with us and our choir. And so I love that. I love that that feeling of, of when we're all part of choir together. There's something about it that's just kind of magical. When we have choirs where I'm absolutely exhausted at the end of the day and thinking, oh, I don't know if I want to do this tonight. And then afterwards, I feel 100% better. It's the one thing in my day that gives energy instead of takes energy. I, I could never have predicted the community part. It's just a real gift. It was like, I never knew what I didn't have. It's been so much more than just being in a group singing, and it's been everything about being in a group singing. Welcome to the Rock Docs podcast, a podcast about the female physician choirs of Voices Rock Canada. In this podcast series, we share how we found a powerful and unexpected remedy to burnout through singing, our community, and our big-hearted and hilarious artistic director, Anthony Bastianin. Hello and welcome. In this episode, I did a roundtable with all of the child and adolescent psychiatrists in the group. Drs. Rachel Mitchell, Moni Ravi, Chetna Kalkarni, Elise Thibault, and Diane Phillip. As a child and adolescent psychiatrist myself, this was a particularly fun one for me. The child psych world in Toronto is not that big, so we all knew each other beforehand. I had trained with Rachel and Moni and was taught by Elise and Diane. We've become much closer since being a part of choir together, mostly because Anthony loves to pick on the psychiatrist so much that we've really had to band together. In this chat, you'll hear some powerful insights about how choir is a lot like therapy and how it became a lifeline for so many, particularly in the disorienting and scary early days of the pandemic. So if you'd like to listen to six psychiatrists analyze their love for all things choir, please enjoy this episode and stay until the very end when you can hear some clips from our favorite songs. So welcome guys. Thank you so much for joining me. I've been really excited to have you guys on the show. Why don't we just start off by quickly introducing ourselves. We're going to do a round table. There are six of us. Can you guys just take turns, go around, say maybe what you do, and then anything else key that you want people to know about you? Sure. I'll start. I'm Rachel Mitchell. I'm a psychiatrist at Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center in Toronto, and I love to sing and I love choir. I'll go next. I'm Moni Ravi. I'm uh, also a child and youth psychiatrist, and I'm really excited to be talking with everyone today and with all my friends from choir, and I really love choir as well. Hi, <laughs> I'm Chetna Kulkarni. I'm also a child and adolescent psychiatrist. I'm based at the Kids Hospital, and I'm also the Director of Undergrad Learner Affairs for the Medical School at U of T. And I also love choir and love hanging out with my choir friends. Yeah, I'm Elise Dubot, and I'm also a youth psychiatrist, child and adolescent psychiatrist. I used to be in the academic world at a major U of T hospital, Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center. Went out to the community about seven years ago. And since the pandemic, I've been happily, cozily working from home. And uh, the choir has been an enhancement in my life, especially during this difficult time that we've been in. And I'm Diane Phillip. I'm also a child and adolescent psychiatrist at SickKids Center for Community Mental Health. And I love being part of this choir. It takes me out of my comfort zone and puts me in a place where I can be doing something with a group of women that isn't what I'm doing at work every day. So I'm really happy to be talking with you guys today about this. So there's six of us, 
six child psychiatrists who are in the choir. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on why there are so many of us, because I think we're the only psychiatrists, right? We're all child psychiatrists. And I feel like we make up a good chunk of the choir, like 10%, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, child, psychiatrists, child psychiatrists learn how to play and sit on the floor with our patients. So I think that we're more willing to just be ourselves and, and just do something that engages us with one another and takes us to a place of play. I think we spend a lot of time talking about self-care and work-life balance and, and finding stuff that you are passionate about and, and incorporating that into your life. So I wonder if that's part of why there's such a high <laughs> psychiatry representation in our choir. Did any of you hesitate to join at the beginning? I did. I did. I did as well. Yeah, I joined definitely. because Lani was going. I joined because I saw a picture on the first choir rehearsal. I was like, oh, that'd be so nice. But then, you know, I'm busy. Will I be able to? And the kids were smaller. And then I saw that picture of the first rehearsal and Kara was there. And I was like, I want to join choir. And that's how that happened. <laughs> I know Susan for a long time who started the choir and the second she posted it. And I said, I mean, I'll do it. Music was missing from my life for a very long time. And I just needed to find it again. And I didn't know it. And so when you guys all joined for that first time, I almost did it. I was almost pressing the button to join. And I was like, no, I'm going to watch them do once. <laughs> and then you did the, the concert. And I was like, oh, I need to be there. Why am I not there? And then I was there as soon as I could be in, in January. It was almost like too good to be true. What made you hesitate the first time around, Rachel? Like, why did you want to wait and see? Sort of why I wait and see about a lot of things that I take on except work-related. I'm always worried that I'm going to be too stressed and it won't actually be enjoyable. And for me, I need music to be enjoyable. Music, if, any, if music is ever stressful for me in any way, whether I resent being going to do it or sing in any way, if it's like a burden, something else I have to do, I just wanted to make sure that... I had the time and energy to expend on it so that it would always be joy as opposed to anything else. I also hesitate. I saw the stuff coming out and I was almost clicking the button for the first round. And then it was also a scheduling thing. There was a lot going on for me that fall. So I didn't sign up, but I think full disclosure, this takes me way out of my comfort zone. And it's been a real process feeling like I belong here and feeling like it's okay to be part of this choir. And I think actually this subgroup of child and adolescent psychiatrists within the choir has done a lot to help me feel like I, I'm part of something. So yeah, singing is something I love doing, but it's not something I've ever really, I, I was in a choir as a child, but then didn't do it for many years till now. So it's something I'm re, revisiting and it's been Stressful at times, actually, but stressful in a way that is not like work is stressful. So it's been interesting. It's interesting how different because mm -hmm. it's stressful for totally different reasons. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's definitely not signing up for any auditions. I was just going to say, we'll Diane, see. we're going to get you out of your comfort zone and doing a solo. <laughs> I also saw that pic. I think I've seen the Susan posting about it and thought about it. But then it was that whole, I don't know anybody. I don't know if I want to do this. It's a commitment. It's, you know, late evening on a Monday night. And then, Lonnie, I think we were talking or texting or something. And you said you meant, we were like, let's just go together. And it worked mm -hmm. out really nicely. We were able to commute together. That was really nice too. Mm -hmm. I had real FOMO. Real, <laughs> real, real FOMO. I was like, oh my God, 
<laughs> that was it. You were insane. I kept calling, co- contacting you, like, why aren't you doing this of all people? Like, I, it didn't take me long. It just took me one season, and then I was there. <laughs> yeah, I think I bothered you about it too. I think I was you like, where are you? But I love, honestly, Elise, you're, the way I remember you described the first rehearsal and the evolution of the choir from there mm-hmm. to me was amazing to listen to. I feel like I missed that, but at the same time, thinking about where it is now versus where it started. I don't mean to be directive, but I really loved the way you described it to me, but how the women started. Yeah, we we, we sat there yeah. like we were at a lecture. <laughs> and nobody was talking to one another. We were all very prim and proper. And Anthony was sweating. He was literally sweating. <laughs> and he was, he, I think he thought, oh my God, what am I going to do with these U of T women? And... He kept making disparaging jokes about himself and our intelligence versus his, like the, how, how could he be in a room with all these intelligent women? Yet we were so buttoned up and so uh, uptight and, and like we were probably singing in a, in a whisper voice. <laughs> and then that, at the end of that night, we chatted outside and all of a sudden we were like realizing, oh, we look at this, we can connect with one another and who are these women? We didn't all know each other. And then the next session, the next rehearsal, he couldn't shut us up. We were wanting to talk and we still weren't wanting to sing and uh, make a mistake. We were wanting to talk with one another. And then each after each uh, rehearsal, we talked, we, there was a larger group gathering outside. And then next thing we're laughing. And then he's still trying to get us to get out of ourselves and take a leap. Like we didn't have to study this, memorize it and be perfect on the third rehearsal. And then we all started to, I think, put ourselves into it, let go, be in it not worry, not judge ourselves. And then from there, it was such a liberating process. I've been really curious to ask you guys because I've heard, I think it was Carolyn Snyder talk about how choir is is cheaper than therapy. And I really do view (laughs) choir has, there's a lot of parallels between choir and group therapy and then also choir and play therapy because you can learn a lot from Mm -hmm. play. Obviously when you're a kid, that's how most of the therapeutic processes come about. But I feel like choirs like our play therapy. Definitely. I think that's a good analogy that it's play therapy. Also, I think the connection that we've built, and especially now even in this child psychiatry group, I didn't know you guys, all of you guys. I knew, I met Diane when I was a resident, but and then 30 years came between that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's the connection, the community. Like, I just think it's just a, the most incredible heart-centered group of women, of women physicians. Like, I, it's just it's attracted a certain type of women physician. Yeah. Like I, I think to the degree that therapy can be, can fill your soul. I almost think that like this music and specifically singing and specifically, at least for me, singing in harmony just fills my soul. I I enjoy singing solo, but not as much as I enjoy singing harmony. I, I just absolutely love singing in harmony. And if you put female voices singing in harmony together, it just, it does something for me that it's really like none other. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited for the opportunity to perform (laughs) in harmony together with other people in the audience, as opposed to on a video (laughs) that hasn't happened yet, but I'm telling you, it's keeping me going. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah, there's something about it that it's soothing in some ways, right? Because you're, yeah. you're singing and you're 
hearing other voices and you're unified with the group and the kind yeah. of the, the beautifulness of that. Yeah. And then there's also the concentration and the focus that it takes to think about what you're singing in the moment and you yes. can't do anything else. You have to just keep your mind on the music, which is a really nice feeling for someone like me where my brain is kind of all over the place for a lot of the day and doing something for ourselves. Like I find that for me has been like my previous experiences with choirs, like training and growing up when I did music more seriously was more stressful. Like uh, you were talking about exactly. music being fun, right? Because it was more stressful. And, and there's something about just being able to still focus and do your best and all of that, but you're also doing it for this pure enjoyment as well. And I think we got to know Anthony much better too. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I think really, at least your story about the beginning of the first day of choir, I think we got to know, for me, at least I got to know like his dry sense of humor that when he's deadpan and he's, he looks like neutral or serious, there's actually all this humor under the surface and love for music and enjoyment of being with us and our choir. And so I love that. I love that, that feeling of when we're all part of choir together, there's something about it that's just kind of magical. I think there's the music piece, but then there's also the connection part, right? That yeah. that this has been an opportunity to bring together people who made like some of us knew each other from before, but not really. And we got to know each other a little bit initially, but I actually think the Zoom, even though everybody hates the Zoom, you see everybody kind of on the screen at the same time versus who's in your little group around you and you can connect with everyone. Some of the Zoom sessions, especially early in the pandemic, were so incredibly powerful and emotional for so many of us. And hearing people's stories, you know, some of our who work in the emergency department, who worked in ICU, just hearing some of those stories and be able to hold that, I really think that was truly therapeutic. And then, then finally actually seeing each other in person for the first time when we did that CGT audition video where we were kind of in person for after a year and a half, if maybe about that, I think so. And seeing people, that was so powerful. Like we staying afterwards and singing Kara <laughs> um, at your request, which was is always great. That but it was so funny because it was all the psychiatrists on the hill. Do you remember that? It started and then every, everyone sort of was leaving, waited and joined in. Yeah. It was all the psychiatrists on the hill. It's funny now that you say that. It's maybe because back to what Elisa said, we just were ready to just be vulnerable or something in a, in a way that maybe... I think also I, I don't just know. was like, who else can I recruit? Yeah, that's true. And, start this? and I knew and you all, guys would all be games. So. Peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about those early Zooms at the beginning of the pandemic. But I remember at the end, just not wanting to leave, mm-hmm. right? And kind of hesitating and that just being so sad with all of the uh, the screens coming off, like all the people coming off the screen. Yeah. I think this is probably one of my most powerful memories from choir. But I remember us lingering afterwards and it had been a really heavy choir. I think Anthony had talked about some difficult stuff. We had all been struggling. But Rachel, you were listening in, you were walking And I remember Anthony just started playing of his own version of fight song. And I just remember it being so powerful and cathartic and and therapeutic. Were you guys there for that? Are you talking about the times that sometimes there were a couple of times where at the end of the Zoom, Anthony stayed on and he just played stuff? Yeah. A lot of people had gone. So yeah. 
it felt like this intimate little group of people just listening to Anthony play and feeling, yeah, it was cozy, if I can hazard that word. Yeah. I feel like he's been very perceptive about what we needed and became like a group therapist to us. He really created a space where we could connect with one another and be authentic. And I don't know any other experience in medicine where I've been with female doctors in such an authentic, connected, vulnerable place. And, and he gave us a gift in that way. And he just knew how to draw us out, but then just give us space. Like he really shifted too from, from the task of getting these women physicians to open up and sing to understanding that we needed an emotional space to be able to connect with one another. Do you know what's interesting, Elise? I'm just reflecting what you're saying and, and what we're all saying. And it almost sounds like you would think if you're listening as an outsider to this, that all we do is, is talk about our, it's like, it's like a therapy session. But the <laughs> funny thing is that the whole choir is all, like he's pretty business. Like he starts right on time. When I'm always late, of course, like a few minutes. And he's always done the introduction. And we actually do the songs and we do them on repeat and he takes it very seriously. And yet in the chat, there's this background. And then we have the WhatsApp group that brings out all of our emotions. And then every so often, it's he, he's really figured out how to do both, which is actually quite impressive. And to make us feel satisfied from the music, accomplish the goals of actually learning the the songs and the pieces and to make it clear that we need to know the roles, the harmonies, and you got to know this, and, but yet give us what we need. Yeah. I think there's something also about letting him be in charge that is going to come across sounding very politically. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but there's something about like we spend our whole days being in charge, being the bosses, running the show. And I don't think I it's about, said. I don't think it's about his gender. I think he could just as easily be a woman. And it's just lovely to let go and not be in charge and just be one voice in the middle of the harmonies. And I just really appreciate just not being in charge and letting somebody else steer the ship and letting us be it's again, that playful thing, because a lot of the time we're talking about it being group therapy. And I have to talk about how it's really in play therapy. It's the play that is therapeutic. So we're not necessarily talking all the time about our yes. feelings and our sadness or the pandemic. We're actually often being really silly in the chat mm -hmm. and making fun of Anthony sometimes. <laughs> and a lot of um, times. Just yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie's nailed that. Bonnie's yeah. nailed and just it. making like I've said the dumbest 12 year old boy jokes in the chat and <laughs> people appreciate it. And, <laughs> and we're doing the business of the music in the yeah. Zoom thing. And then on the side, we're doing this silly chat some of the time and being very playful. And I would say like when we have had live stuff, there's been the bookends of those things that before and after where we sometimes are talking work-ish stuff that's happened, but mostly just being playful. I think at the beginning of the pandemic, when we were all shell-shocked and traumatized and people were really worried about their families' health and risk and everything, he just had a way of validating what we were going through, honoring what we were going through, elevate uh, for our courage and our fight. And he would just make comments that I think just really made everybody feel seen. And so we didn't really have to talk a lot. He just wove that in where he really has honored and elevated us, I think, to be proud of what we are, you know, be proud of our resilience and perseverance and 
allowing us to, he gives us a space just through his comments to connect to our own feelings. Like he doesn't even probably know that he does this. Well, and he knows we're going to make fun of us. And he's, he'll sometimes say, I, I can't even look at the chat. Like, I know you guys are saying stuff. And he just leaves that space, like you're saying, Elise. And seeing all, see, you know, I remember seeing various uh, of us with tears in our eyes, you know. And I'm not sure how much of that he, I'm sure he takes it in. Like he, I think he's very empathic even though we thought he was mean at the beginning. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he was just anxious uh, how to corral us into being singers. But I think he's very intuitive and empathic and that uh, gave us the space to just be. Like, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, he, and I love the way he said, just come and be. Like, if you're not up to it, because you're so stressed out, just come in, don't get video. Yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say, Elise, about him being mean at the beginning. I remember being in choir at one point when he was really mean <laughs> and thinking has anyone ever told him that we've moved away from pimping in medical education (laughs) and then we had that substitute the one night who talked about how we sounded like he was ensconced in velvet and it was just so over the top we needed that we needed that uh (laughs) praise so badly and then we used it against Anthony after that. Remember that time we had that conductor who was so nice? Yeah, and he's like, he's never allowed to come back, ever. <laughs> but that kind of opened it up, right? Like, yes. it's just that openness, again, coming back to that, like, playfulness piece, right? Like, it's somewhere where you can kind of tease and be silly and, and um, yeah, kind of let go of all that stuff that we're often trying to hold yourself together all day and be responsible and be, you know, there for your patients and all that stuff, and which is really empowering and important too and at the same time it's just being able to like let go and just be a little nutty sometimes which is kind of nice and have talk about really serious things too yeah we've had a lot of people lose people yeah and then after those heavy emotions the music soothes yeah yeah you're right it really has been about the balance even within the choir as we're talking about it is what i'm realizing is that it is a lot about that balance of the silliness and, and enjoyment and fun and also being able to broach hard topics and, and share it together, right? Like kind of be witness to each other's experiences, which has been really powerful and, and helpful. And I think, I really think Anthony has built such a, the community is just so amazing. And every time there's been tragedy or a loss, people have just showed up in, in such a huge way collectively. Mm-hmm. So I'm just aware of time and I want to do some quick fire questions. Can we transition away from the heavy to something a bit lighter? Fun. You guys ready? Okay. Oh, and should I include myself? I have yes. done myself. Yeah, you're first. Okay. Well, you're first. Perfect. I'm first. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. Well, that's fun. I get, to do the, I get to answer these questions. So I've asked these of everybody. Okay. So favorite video we've put together. So my favorite is actually Brave. I really loved putting together Brave. For some reason, I got really obsessed with that song when we recorded it. And I just, I really love that one. It's not a video. Can I say fight song at CGT? Sure. In live. (laughs) It'll be a video. I have to agree with Chetna, fight song. I bawled my eyes out. It was the first time I saw the Brave video. Mm -hmm. We saw people's children in it. and, And I loved that video. I think for me, so can I say two? So I I really liked We Are One because we did that with all the choirs and Judith Hill and that was so exciting. But then also We Rise Again because it was the first one we did and it was it was very it was very powerful at the time. And we got to see it on TV, which was amazing. Yeah, I feel like you're making me choose between my children. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, whoa, I'm gonna be the only one that says rise again. 
but I mean, Rise Again was my firstborn. And <laughs> I, I, I just have to say that I had no idea what I was getting myself into with that video. I, I filmed it in my pajamas in my, in my bedroom, and I had no idea that it was going to be viewed as many times <laughs> as it was. And I just couldn't believe the impact of the video. And I listened to it pretty much on repeat. And I know that members of my family did too, just because it had such an impact. But I, I also really loved Brave. I love you in that video because yes. you're so into it. And oh, it's rise again. <laughs> yeah, you're so into it. I think I didn't know. It's because I didn't know. Mm. If I, and I was just like, I'm just doing this. And like I said, in my pajamas and I was just singing. And that's because I had no idea what it was going to be. That's why I had the emotion that I did, if that makes any sense. It was so free. All right. <laughs> Top three songs ever. Chetna, you're up. Dreams, Fight Song, and I think Brave. Wow. That's just <laughs> really hard. I guess the Carol King, I feel the earth move because mm. it's from my childhood. I do like half of dreams. Which half? The cranberry, the cranberry <laughs> half. <laughs> That's my favorite part too. <laughs> uh, and oh, the one that we did for the audition tape. Yeah, Underdog. Yeah, I really love doing that one. Yeah, I would say Underdog is my absolute favorite. I just love the style of the song. And then I love Fight Song and I love Blackbird. Mm. Oh, this is hard, Kara. So Underdog, I think, is one. We haven't done it yet, but Rolling in the Deep. So you got to love some Adele. And I think the Carol King as well. I really love singing that one. So the Earth Move. There's probably others that I'm forgetting, I'm sure. But anyway, those are the ones off the top Every of my song. <laughs> okay, Rachel. <laughs> favorite, favorite is still Rise Again. And then after that, Fight Song. And I really like I Believe in You. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I really because I like to wail. Because I like to, it's a power ballad. You gotta have a good power ballad. I, I like to wail. I found I myself it. singing that Van Halen song. Oh yes. I love that. And I'm well, actually really like it. I really like it. But I don't like the original of it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I want to power through a few more because there's a couple more good ones and then we have to finish up. But oh I didn't say my three. Okay, so I thought that there would never be anything that would top Underdog. I love, love, loved Underdog. I requested it every choir for a little while. And then Fight Song came along. And mm -hmm. I love Fight Song. And in particular, I like the version we did for CGT, but the full version is amazing. And then my third would be Make You Feel My Love. Mm -hmm. I love that oh, one. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How, what do you like about it? I just, I don't know. It just, I think it's kind of partly a harmony thing. And then also it just, I don't know. That was the one I loved from the first season the most. And I think that's when I just had that moment of, oh my goodness, I love singing and yeah. I love the harmonies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Favorite moment from our open mics? Irene. Everybody said that so far? That's been the answer. It was <laughs> pretty <laughs> epic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any others, guys? Or are we all just going with Irene? Sarah's dancing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I knew about that. We went to medical school together. <laughs> But it's great to see after so many years. I think there were also some people like Danielle stood out for me. She did it a cappella. She reminds me of me. Like she, she went out of her comfort zone. She did a great job. Yeah. And it was when she, when hers aired, I was like, oh, okay. 
I could do that. I don't have, I can't play the piano or the guitar and accompany myself. And I feel uncomfortable using the, the apps that you guys use for karaoke. And I saw hers and I just thought it was simple. It was just her putting herself out there. And I was so impressed. Great. Okay, guys, next one. Funniest Anthony moment ever. Gosh, I can't think of anything. I mean, there's so many. I can't think of when, when Monty makes fun of him. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm speaking out of turn. I really loved cutting his hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 It was back when Anthony hadn't cut his hair during the pandemic. And so then he, I don't know if it was his idea or someone else's to raffle off cutting his hair. And then somebody thought it'd be a great idea to proffer up a psychiatrist to do that. That was actually um, yeah. a, a, le- a legit joke about the psychiatrist. <laughs> and you're like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. <laughs> Did you volunteer? Well, it, was, it was more like, if nobody else will do it, I will do it. But and yes. then didn't you study intensely? You watched various YouTube videos. I and- did. That's the nerdy doctor in me, right? You know, I have like- to do this task, so I'm going to learn how to I was terrified. And I think he was nervous too, what I was going to do there. And I, yeah, he was just so <gasps> easygoing about it and playful about it and set me at ease. And I was the one having to cut his hair. So just to finish things off, do you guys have any final parting words to anybody who might be considering joining the choir? Or you can think about what you might have said to yourself before joining choir when you were hesitating. I would say just do it. If you think you don't have time, if you're not sure if it's going to be worth it, if you're feeling stressed, you're like, maybe I should just do it. Because I'm so glad that I just took the plunge and joined because it's been such a it's been so fulfilling and it's been such a good use of my time. And my, so my older daughter is in the kids choir and she was saying, you know, on the days that I've, I have choir and you have choir, I don't really get to see you that much. And I find myself telling her like, you know, I have to do some stuff for myself because it makes me a better mom. It makes me a better person to be able to take that time for myself to do something I really like. And so it's important. So I I tell myself that too, that it really is worth it. If you're thinking about it, just do it. It's, It's really worth your time. And I find that if you're worried about making the time, there's been Mondays where we have, when we have choir, Mondays where I'm absolutely exhausted at the end of the day and thinking, oh, I don't know if I want to do this tonight. And then afterwards, I feel 100% better. So it, it gives energy. It's one, the one thing in my day that gives energy instead of takes energy. And it's uplifting. And so I think it's in that way also very therapeutic. I would also say there's a place for everyone. This is out of my comfort zone. I don't think of myself as a singer. I enjoy music. I love music, but it's not like it was a huge part of my life, performing and singing and being part of choir. It's I'm a late starter for this. And, and so I would say for me, the hesitation was, oh, I don't know if I can be in a group singing. And it's been so much more than just being in a group singing. And it's been all everything about being in a group singing. So I would say that's what I would say. And I'd maybe jump in to say what Anthony talks about. You don't actually have to be able to quote, be able to sing. Like you don't have to feel like you're a singer or you come with that, but I'm just being willing to put yourself out there, be vulnerable and also connect with the community. And I think that's been a huge part of this is the singing part and the community. So it brings that joy and that value in that way. Yeah. I, I could never have predicted the community part. I was very, I was focused on the music and the choir when I first thought of it. and. 
it's just, it's just a real, real gift. And choir comes out on Monday nights. Yes. And I've figured out ways to make it work on the days that I feel like I've had enough zoom. Like, you know, I walk, I go for a walk and I listen and I actually sing walking down the street um, as a way to like, just get, just to move. But it's also come into all parts of my life. Like you said, Carol, I drive, I listen to music and I sing along. My kids know the songs. My kids love the songs. They love the videos. They know that when I'm putting them to bed, it, it, you know, Monday night's choir night, sorry, I gotta go. Like, no, like this book's ending now. <laughs> and so it's really just, it's fit in so well. It was like, I never knew what I didn't have. That's a nice way of putting it. Agreed. Mm. Agreed. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us, Karen. Thank, thank you. you for doing thank this. You. And this was a wonderful way to start our day today. I love this. Now yeah. I feel so happy. Yeah. Can we do this every week? Yeah. yeah. We just okay. have a different topic. Well, we're going to go to Alicia Keys. Yes. Except I don't Diane, know what we're going to celebrate.
Thanks for taking a listen to this episode. If you are a woman physician, Voices Rock Medicine is the in-person choir that meets in Toronto. And Voices Rock Connect is a virtual option that has members logging in from all over the world. If you are not a woman physician and you live in the greater Toronto area, you can check out Voices Rock Ensemble if you are 18 or older, Voices Rock Prime if you are 65 plus, or Voices Rock Kids if you are in grade 3 through 12. Learn more about Voices Rock and how to join the Voices Rock community by clicking on the link in the description or by visiting VoicesRockCanada.com.